I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Welcome to episode 73 of the CantoBite Dispatch. I'm Emily Lind, and with me, as always, my co-host, Brittany Brown. Hi, Brittany. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. I guess I'm not delightful today. <laughs> no, I left that out. <laughs> so before we started uh, recording, we were going through like the notes, and I just I kept asking Emily, I'm like, oh, what about this? She's like, it's in the notes. And I'm like, what about this? She's like, it's in the notes. So um, I've already, I, I, I said that we're playing Canto Bite Bingo and the middle spot, the free spot is annoying Emily. So I already got that spot. <laughs> <sighs> How was your but Christmas? It was, it was good. It was, uh, it was really eventful. It's funny because our parents fuck with us because we used to wake them up really early in the mornings because we'd be excited as fuck that Santa came. So what they do now is they wake us up at 530 in the morning <laughs> to open presents. Yeah, it was funny because oh, Carlos, Carlos came over for Christmas. So like I, I was telling him beforehand, I'm like, hey, you know, my family has this tradition where we wake up really early and open presents. And he was just like, okay, like. Oh, of course that's going to happen. And then I came in um, his room, my room at uh, 5.30 and I'm like, hey, wake up. It's Christmas. And he's like, oh, my God, this actually happens. I'm like, yep. <laughs> but no, it was pretty good. I got a lot of good presents. Did you get any Star Wars shit? Um, what did I get? Did I get any Star Wars shit? I don't think so. I think this was the first non-star i think I, I got like a star wars like stocking thing so oh okay yeah what did you get anything star wars for christmas i didn't get anything star wars i did get some geeky stuff um there's this cool like it's one of those big oversized books that my mom got me it is i guess it's like an archive of new york times articles about comic books over the years hmm so it, it's got, you know, it's got biographies on a bunch of different people. It just has, you know, different articles as, as stuff happened, like going back through the, the 60s until now. Like it even has Stanley's obituary in there. So it's oh, got wow. current stuff and older stuff. It's it's just an interesting mix. I haven't had time to sit down and, and go through the whole thing. 
but there's some cool shit in there. Hmm. That's pretty cool. I also got lots of candy. Ooh, how was your Lego lamb? My Lego lamb was very tender and delicious. You wouldn't, you wouldn't think that Lego would come out so tender, but it was very good. I'll have to try it someday. <laughs> how was your buffet? It was, it was good. I, I ate a lot. I hate when you eat so much that dessert comes and you're like, I cannot eat any more food. Yeah, that is misplanning on your part. I know, but there's just, you know, so much food to choose. And, you know, it's like, oh, I've never tried this before. I should have this. And then, like, dessert comes. And it's like, well, I need to have my creme brulee. I sent you a picture. Yes, you did. Beautiful creme brulee. Yeah, I always want to try everything. That's my problem. Yeah. Because, like, what if I don't try something and it's really good? Then I will have, like, missed out. Even if everything else I'm eating is very good. If there's a good thing that I didn't eat, then I am the loser of the buffet. I feel the same way. Like, I always want to try to eat the best, get the best food. And, you know, like, if someone says, hey, this is really good, like, I want to go try it. Like, uh, they were talking about the brisket. And I'm like, well, I've never tried it, even though I know that, you know, brisket isn't my favorite thing in the world. Like, I had to try it. I did. It was okay. It was very dry brisket. But I'm glad I tried it so that, you know, I can, the process elimination, you know. Yes. Yes. Last night I made chicken liver pate and I had it on homemade bread and it was very delicious and I also had it for breakfast yum because like last night I was eating it warm you know like soft and spread out and then I when I put the leftovers away I sort of like I rolled it up in plastic into like a log and then I sliced off pieces and fried it this morning Mm -hmm. like a wet and also like did some pan fried toast and then I put balsamic on top of it. And now I'm very full, but it was quite good. That's oh, nice to be full at like 2 o'clock p.m. That's yeah, really, really getting good. Really, it just makes me want to take a nap. And then I'm like, oh, fuck, I have to podcast. I know. I just, I woke up at like 10 because I went to an 80s bar last night. And first time ever at an 80s bar, I remembered what I did. So that's good. <laughs> successful night to me that's good so now it's like you've actually been there i know because the last time i went to this 80s bar i left and i'm like wow that was a really good 70s bar and like that's the joke now it's okay Brittany, we're going to the 70s bar (laughs) but it was crowded and then it was funny because like i rebecca was here she's visiting from philly and we were just like talking because she's like you know she wasn't planning on drinking much because she had to fly home today so then, like, someone comes over with this, like, giant drink, and they're like, all right, here you go, share it. So <laughs> we're just, like, sitting here, like, sipping this, like, drink, but I don't know, it didn't fuck me up too much. I mean, I was just, like, like when I get drunk, I get, like, extra chatty. So I was just, uh-huh. like, the normal drunk chatty, but I don't even know if there was, a- you know, when you drink something and you're like, is there really alcohol in this? Like, I felt like that. Yeah, those are sometimes the dangerous drinks. The is there alcohol in this drink? Yeah, but that's the thing was that, you know, I got home and I felt fine. Like I got myself some Taco Bell and, you know, I went to sleep and I felt fine. And then I woke up and, you know, I still feel fine. <laughs> so that's good. I know. Oh, my God. I, I um. <laughs> so I was talking to, to Steele the other day and he wanted to do 
sort of like a year in review of his podcast. Mm-hmm. But of course, he wants to get it out, you know, before New Year's because there's a there's a time limit on that shit. And so I said, oh yeah, of course I'll do. Like, I'll, like he asked me to be on it, and I got really excited. I'm like, yeah, that sounds like fun. And but between time difference from New York and California, and the fact that you know he has a small, tiny human to take care of. Like, we started it at 8 o'clock here, guys' time, so that's 11 o'clock over here. So around, like, I think we ended at, like, 3.15 my time. <laughs> this was a this was a Thursday night, so what wrote tech, it was Friday morning. I'm like, I have to be awake in, like, four hours and then go to work. <laughs> it was so much fun, because it's Steel, and talking to Steel is always a fun experience, but I was very sleepy by the end. Three hours of podcasting. Close to four. It was it was intense. So you would just go through like all Steele's podcasts, like Yeah, like I- we didn't talk about every single episode, but you know, we talked about the major ones and it was a way to to also just sort of remember what stuff happened in Star Wars this year. Mm. I love it. That's you know, thinking about it, a lot in Star Wars did happen this year. You know, we got, you know, some movies. We got some news about shows. Was it in, was it this year that it was announced about um, Colin Trevorrow or whatever not doing episode nine? Or was that last year? I think that was last. Like, I don't even know. I think that was last year. That must have been last year. Can't Let me check. It sounds like, you know, really cheesy. But, you know, I really can't believe it's been a year, you know, because I remember sitting with you last New Year's Eve and recording, you know. Yeah. Yeah, now we're at year two of Canto Bite and we're about to meet <laughs> for our arranged marriage. No I'm kidding. Oh yes. <laughs> arranged completely by you. <laughs> oh, Trevorrow was fired like last September, so two thousand seventeen. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. Like I am so I'm so bad with the passage of time. I feel like lately I am, because usually I'm really good with uh dates and times and events and like now i'm like i forget to i feel like 2017 2018 or just one big uh it's like 2017.5 you know like <laughs> i just feel like it's just one big big year <laughs> but, yeah i don't know ah, well uh we have some star wars news this week yeah just a little stuff like on um i think it went up on Christmas, actually, John Favreau put up on Instagram a picture of IG88 that just said "Merry Christmas," and then Star Wars retweeted it. So yeah, I guess IG88 is going to be in the Mandalorian. Okay. Okay, but sure. or IG88 just wanted to wish us a merry wish. Wish us a merry. Is that your IG? Is that how IG88 talks? <laughs> wish us a merry Christmas. No, he. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god what if it is how id88 talks oh, yeah they worked up to ventilation no i don't know but um uh, yeah maybe he just wanted to wish us a merry <laughs> you want to <laughs> wish us a merry yeah we all got the joke Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> i had to tell it so that i make myself feel better but yeah he wanted to wish us a merry christmas you know like i don't know like but what if uh i don't know but I guess. Cool. I want to hear what he sounds like. I wonder when he walks, it doesn't make like noise, you know, like just kind of like 
no not like noises but you know like i don't know like what does it sound like when he walks do you does he make like clanging robot sounds is that what yeah you're asking? yeah 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 i couldn't think of the words i wonder what i mean what is he doing? what is he actually like canon wise done nothing yeah like he's in a like you see him in in force of destiny and apparently he's in some of the star wars adventures comics but other than that like you just see him and i know like there's a bunch of legend stuff with him a bunch of really stupid legend stuff with him where are his eyes um does he even have eyes i think aren't those two little but uh like well maybe like the red dots are eyes he has four eyes okay wait is that three eyes here let me turn up the brightness on this thing okay i see one two three and then i see like the two little like they kind of look like eyes but where's how does the fucker eat i know he's a droid but you know like i what do you mean how do, well uh, no that answers your question right there how does he eat he's a droid i know but and that's like asking how bb8 eats i know but i feel like bb8 kind of has a face I don't feel like IG-88 does. Like, I don't really feel like, like, welcome. Like, if I was with IG-88's house, like, I wouldn't feel welcomed, you know? Well, I wouldn't know, I wouldn't know where I was making eye contact. <laughs> like, like hey. if you were talking to IG-88, I wouldn't know what part of his face to look at. Maybe his eyes are, like, in his, like, torso or something. I don't know. You never know, you know? Maybe there's, like, a little, like, a... A little uh, Star Wars creature that controls IG-88. Now it could you be a possibility. A little, he's, like a, he's like a Dalek. There's a little alien that lives inside of his chest. Yeah, and maybe it's like a really cute little alien. Like maybe it's Bubbles from Resistance. Oh my god. <laughs> yes, that's going to be. <laughs> and and like he's going to be the real villain of the Mandalorian is Bubbles. <laughs> I fucking better. That, that Bubbles be- is quite old by the time of resistance, but I don't know. It's like thirty. Oh yeah, Bubbles. I guess Bubbles' the species like can live to be like a hundred. You know, so Bubbles is pretty young and you know resistance and going into the Mandalorian. You know. The more I'm looking at this picture, the more I realize how stupid looking IG-88 is. Just from a design standpoint, like, it's such a mishmash that I really can't figure out what's what. Like, the body, fine, but the head is weird. Yeah. I just, I don't know how he's a bounty hunter. Because I I think um, a version of IG-88, like, not actually him, but another look... Like another IG series droid? Yeah, because he was in uh, the Clone Wars. And he seemed kind of, you know, he had the sniper rifle thing and he seemed pretty good with that. But I don't know. What are like IG-88's like hobbies or what is what is he good at? You know, like I just I don't know what he's good at. Because he's not really a character so much as he's a background but he's such a pop like that's the interesting thing about Star Wars is almost the background characters are more popular than the main characters like isn't that interesting 
Well, it's just, I think because there was such a long time when there was nothing. So, like, there's only so much, like, you know all about Luke Skywalker, but then there's only so much more you can talk about him because you'd just be talking about the same shit over and over again. But IG-88 is like a blank slate. So he can just be whatever you want him to be. Yeah, but, you know, that's the thing that if he's in the, the Mandalorian, you know, people have this headcanon about IG-88 and, you know, maybe he's, like, way different than they imagine and, you know, the fan reaction to that might be... I don't know, but... It's interesting, Yeah, though. but, I mean, that's a fan reaction to everything. That's true. And, you know, we're probably going to get, you know, Mandos, too, because, of course, it's the Mandalorian and, you know... I hate mentioning this, but, you know, maybe Boba, too. You you just, you never know, but... I feel like we got at least, a lot At least, of... like, Boba, I sort of, like... We know who Boba is. Generally. Yeah. Well, I mean, yes and no. Like, we do know who Boba Fett, Boba Fett is, but we don't, we don't really know much about him. Like, we know that he was a clone... His dad was killed on Geonosis. You know, he tried to be undercover clone trooper to try to kill Mace Windu, which that was a pretty good plan, like blending in with all the kids and shit. Like, if he wasn't so, like, angry about it, I think he would have gotten away with it. He would have actually done it. But, I mean, like, how would he have killed? Like, did he have, I forget if he had, like, a, I don't know. But... It's going to be interesting, like, getting to know these characters that we have been, like, pretending to know about for so many years, you know? Like, just creating, like, headcanon. We're actually going to figure out these characters. Yeah. Although, I mean, honestly, who knows? It could be he's just there. Mm -hmm. Like, he might be part of the story, but it also might just be you see him. Yeah. You see him in the background again. (laughs) That actually I would kind of love. He's just in the background in every single scene. <laughs> <laughs> or he just, you see, like, he dies in the first five minutes. It's just him getting, like, blown to smithereens. I would love that so much. I would be like, all right, this is a show to watch. <laughs> but um, there's yeah. also... There's also some yeah, this, other... Okay. Oh. If you are absolutely refusing to hear any other news about the Mandalorian, I mean, besides the stuff that's put on official channels, like, that's why we talk about IG-88 with no spoiler warning. Look, this is just character. It's about what species one of the actors is going to maybe play. So if you really don't want to know anything, skip ahead, like, five minutes. Otherwise, you know, here we go. So spoiler warning, spoiler warning, spoiler warning. Um, this was from makingstarwars.net, obviously, which is that Jason Ward has heard from multiple sources that Nick Nolte is playing an Ugnaught, or rather voicing an Ugnaught. He's not going to be in like an Ugnaught suit. Dang it. He's a little bit tall for an Ugnaught. <laughs> I mean, they can do the thing where like, uh. His head's just like in it, and then it's like he's underground, kind of like you know, like what they did with Yoda. <coughs> I mean, that's a lot of work. And I think if you propose to Nick Nolte, hey, we're gonna dig a trench, and then you're gonna stick this pig mask on your head, 
I think that'd be a hard sell for Nick Nolte. <laughs> I mean, depending on how much they're I, paying him. I would not want to be the one who asked Nick Nolte to get into a hole with a pig mask on his head. Someone probably already did. You know, you, you never know. <laughs> Maybe he just does that in his spare time. I mean, it's Nick Nolte. Like he's practiced. He's been practicing for this role for years because he's always wanted to be an underground character. The character that you know is underground, and you know. <laughs> um. Okay, from from the article on making Star Wars, Nolte's character will not be digital. It doesn't appear Nolte is performing the role on set either. Instead, a new practical animatronic mask has been developed that works on voice command. So the mask, which is being worn by a small woman, matches Nolte's inflection perfectly. The the mask's mouth movement is said to be phenomenal. And it was um, supposedly done by Stan Winston's shop. And uh, the article also says that apparently Nolte's like did all his lines in like one day oh wow so i guess he's probably not gonna be a big character yeah i mean he could still be multiple episodes but maybe he's just sort of like a recurring dude um because we had had talked about this when the announcements went up for everybody we're like we don't know how much any of these people are in it but if you have nick nolte in your show you say that you have nick nolte in your show yeah, that's true. Well, I wonder what... I'm going to see an Ugnaught. That's kind of cool. I know. I wonder what this Ugnaught's going to do. And honestly, the more I think about it, like, look, I love Nick Nolte, and he's a great actor. So it's it's sort of a shame we're not going to actually see him. But also, if you're going to have any species voiced by Nick Nolte... Dude, he's a perfect Ugnaught. Like, that's a great choice. I think that's like... Just this, like... Oh, sorry, go. I, no, what were you going to say? Oh, I just think, like, this grizzled, tired, grumpy old dude voicing an Ugnaught. I know. Well, I don't really know, like, Nick Nolte. Like, I've never watched his movies. So, like, all I all I know Nick Nolte from is that really crazy mugshot. Yeah. So, I mean, I hate saying, like, I see a picture of him and his face kind of looks like a... He looks like he could be an Ugnaught. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're not wrong. Okay, good, because that that was very mean. I apologize to Nick Nolte, but yeah, you look like Ugnaught. I don't think he listens. You know, you never know, you know? You gotta keep it positive. You you never know who's listening. It could be, you know, maybe John Favreau is like no, no maybe because J.J. Abrams used to do that. He used to listen to Star Wars podcasts just to you know see what's up, and maybe he's listening to us to see what's up. You know, maybe maybe he considers himself as a Canto bitch. So maybe we should assign J.J. Abrams to a ranking of the Canto bitches just in case. You know, I think. Nick Nolte doesn't know what a podcast is. He looks like he reads a lot of books. I mean, dude used to. Well, I mean, I mean that that I believe that um, picture the the mugshot is from when he was getting really high on um, 
GHB of all things. But um Yeah, I don't I don't know what Nick Nolte does in his spare time. He's an interesting guy. Yeah, he seems interesting. That was in 2002? That mugshot? I feel like it was like 2000 like 7 or 6. I don't know. But anyways, there was there was Galaxy's Edge teaser video type thing. I don't know what to call it. I mean, look, it's an advertisement, but <laughs> I guess a little bit behind the scenes. And as you are our Galaxy's Edge Disney girl, mm-hmm. what do you think? Um, I think it was a very basic, hey, this is what the park's going to be like. This is what we're doing. I thought it was cool that they included footage from, you know, the rides because we got to kind of see how the rides are being made and everything because, like, they've already had hundreds, possibly thousands of people test ride these rides since last year. You know, they had pilots go on the Falcon to compare what it feels like versus like an actual plane to this you know that's how serious they're taking it you know they're getting Mm -hmm. all these probably cast members to write it and of course like they're sworn to secrecy so but I think it's it's cool that you know that scene kind of at the end when they have like the kids and galaxy's edge and like that's gonna be like actual people someday like that's insane that you're going to be able to walk in a land like Star Wars. Like, I never thought that was going to happen. You know, I thought the closest we were getting to that is in Hollywood Studios, they have kind of like an Ewok village area. And I thought that was the closest we'll ever get to walking in Star Wars. And the fact that we get like a whole land is incredible. Yeah, one thing they really seem to emphasize a lot in the video is how immersive they're they're trying to make this. Mm-hmm that it really does feel like you're walking around in Star Wars. Like, not just in the rides, but in in Galaxy's Edge itself. Yeah, and, you know, one thing I hate hearing, too, I'm not sure if it was in the video or not, but, you know, you've never been to a park like this before. You've never experienced anything like this. Like, I'm tired of hearing that, you know, even though if it's true. (laughs) Like, okay, cool. Like, I'm going to just... I want to be... In a new, I want to have a new experience, and Galaxy's Edge obviously is going to be a new experience. You know, like the Pandora Land at uh, the Animal Kingdom, that was a new experience. Like that's beautiful. Like you've seen pictures from Pandora, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's beautiful. Just the layout, even though the rides are shit, like it's beautiful there. And I've never seen Avatar, so I don't get it. Oh, well, I guess they're doing another one, too. I think it's interesting that they made, like, a whole world of something that just, you know, made a lot of money in the box office. And they're like, hey, let's just put it in Animal Kingdom. You know, I don't get it. But I think that's where uh, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter was supposed to go. Or I forget where they were supposed to put it. But because they used to or they before it was at Universal, they were talking about having it at Disney. But J.K. Rowling wanted creative freedom and they didn't give that to her. So. She went to Universal. Mm, okay. Yep. 
<sighs> but uh, that video was fun. I mean, I feel like I've already seen something like similar to that when I went to that Galaxy's Edge panel at that Disney After Dark mm. thing. That's coming up, though. Yeah. I mean, we still don't have a, there's still not like a firm date of when Galaxy's Edge is opening, but supposedly this summer for Disneyland and then later in the fall for Disney World. Should be exciting. And then the hotel should be done by 2020, 2021. That's what I'm looking forward to seeing is, you know, the layout of the hotel. I want to see you know, the experiences of people in the hotel, because that's fucking expensive. Like, no offense, but I don't want to spend $2,000 to stay in a Star Wars hotel, you know? Yeah, that's sort of the thing is, I feel this way sort of with all of this, which is, oh, how much do I really care about a thing that I'm never going to be able to afford to go to? Yeah. And that's the thing about Galaxy's Edge 2 is that we're still not sure how the Disney passes are going to work. Because, for instance, um, you have a year pass to Disneyland and to California Adventure, technically. But there's two calendars of blackout dates. Like, for instance, like a certain day at Disneyland is a blackout, but at California Adventure, it's not a blackout. So I'm wondering how they're going to do that with Galaxy's Edge. You know, are they going to make it so that... There are more blackout days with Galaxy's Edge. Like, is there going to be a own um, entrance to Galaxy's Edge? Like, we don't know that yet. And I'm interested to see how Disney is going to do that. Yeah, especially right at the beginning mm-hmm. when it would be so much more crowded. What their plans are to deal with that. I think Disney is going to have to figure out a way to manage their crowds because I, I'm going to call it, this is going to be like the biggest thing that's ever going to happen to the Disney parks is the Star Wars land. Like nothing like it's been done. No work has been done like yeah. this before. And, you know, think about how many Star Wars fans from like the all over the world are willing to come to California to witness this themselves, you know? And, you know, I feel mm-hmm. like Disneyland out of all the Disney parks, well, I mean, I haven't been to disneyland paris or anywhere else but i feel like disneyland is really bad at managing crowds like disney world like they have this like fantastic fast pass system and i feel like disney lacks with that because you have to pay for the fast pass system in california because it's like 10 extra dollars and that's how you're able to you know get your fast passes for stuff while at disney world you know you just get on your app you connect it to your pass and that's how you do rides but apparently you can only do like three rides a day or something but i think if like you strategically do it you can do as many rides as you want i don't know i don't know the secrets anymore but i don't know there's going to be have to there's going to have to be a lot of improving on those things for the crowds to be manageable because i don't think i would want to step foot in disneyland for like a couple like months because of how busy galaxy's edge is going to be yeah, it seems like it'd be pretty much killing my enjoyment of it, like, pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. That's going to be interesting, though, you know, like, the par- whole park capacity thing, because sometimes when you go on certain days, like, you're not, 
Like even though if you bought a ticket, like too bad there's too many people inside of the park you can't come in. You know, that happens usually on like Christmas or New Year, like big holidays. Like I wonder if that's going to be the case for the opening of this. And then sometimes Disney does soft openings where they have their employees and their families, you know, test out the park and everything. And then they have the whole – because they had this for the Pixar Pier at California Adventure. You had to pay $350 extra to be let in like like an early opening, you know, because usually like this is like where the press goes so that they review it on their websites and everything and, you know, you pay for that. I want to see if Galaxy's Edge is going to do that because I am willing to pay – I would pay $1,000 to go there early. See, that's insane. I know. But I don't know. Like, I have this weird attachment to, like, the Disney parks. Like, I would – Rusty and I probably would drop close to $1,000 to, you know, see everything, do everything with, like, guaranteed – well, having the guarantee of, you know, that we're actually going to be able to do everything, you know? And being able to do that, like, rather than having to go to a park and it being, like, crazy busy, like, I would do that. Yeah, I'm not going to – I'm not going to spend a month and a half rent – on a park or any yeah. one day experience that's a month and a half rent for you well no i mean it's but hmm. i was gonna say shit i'm moving to new york <laughs> i have a fairly good deal on my rent and also i share it with three other roommates so hmm. that's fun how do they think of your Mendo Shrine? They haven't seen that. Like, they know I like Star Wars. But. Hmm. <sighs> so, shall we move on to the next topic of the podcast today? Oh, yes. Which is, this is our this is our New Year's podcast. Um, happy New Year. Yes, uh, Happy New Year. So, we want just to talk about. Star Wars for 2019, because there's a lot of stuff coming. So we're going to do some emails and stuff. But first, I just wanted us to talk about what we want. So there's going to be Celebration. Mm-hmm. There's going to be Galaxy's Edge. Mm-hmm. There's going to be Episode 9. And mm-hmm. presumably, there's either going to be Mandalorian, I'm hoping, or New Clone Wars. That's a lot. It is a lot. And there's going to be, you know, there's going to be more resistance and there's going to be more bucks and there's just going to be a whole lot of Star Wars shit. It's a big Star Wars year. It is. I think it's the biggest Star Wars year that we're going to have yet. Yeah. It's hard. Not that I'm not excited, but it just it's so much that I don't know what to focus my attention on the most. (laughs) yeah you know so it's like when people ask you know what you want from star wars in 2018 like i don't know like i'm mostly excited to you know go to celebration and meet all the people i've been talking to online for the past two years almost you know because you know i've been in this twitter verse or podcast verse for like a little over two years now so it's gonna be really nice you know meeting the people that you know like kind of like saved me you know so it's gonna be like really nice and heartwarming so i'm excited about that i'm excited to meet 
everybody. It's going to be a ton of people. And I'm super excited that some of our Australian friends are going to make it over. That's very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to, you know, like, I've never met Hawes. Um, I haven't met King Tom. I haven't met Eric. There's all sorts of people who I absolutely adore that I get to meet for the first time. Evan, I can't wait to meet the listeners who, you know, don't really like email the pod, but, you know, like I can't wait to meet the people that are like, hey, I listen to your podcast. I don't email much, but you're cool. You know, like I can't wait to meet like those people. Like I can't wait to meet the people that we don't know about yet, you know? Yeah. 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 I think that's going to be so fun, you know, because every now and then you get emails from people that are like, hey, like I listen, but I'm too shy to email or something. And it's like, that's sick. Awesome. But it's hard to find something to be solely excited about when there's so much like we're getting spoiled so much by Star Wars next year, you know, or technically this year. It is 2019, technically. Well, it's 2019 when people are listening to this. I know. I know. But. No, it's yeah. And then episode nine. I don't know. I'm having I'm having a hard time because I'm I'm nervous about episode nine, and so oh, I, yeah, I can't too. I can't pick that as the thing I'm most excited about because the stakes are too high for episode nine. So in some ways, I think I'm more, I'm I'm sort of more looking forward to the Mandalorian, just because I do think the Mandalorian is going to be good. And I think I'm really going to like it. And I'm super excited for Star Wars live action TV show. But if it's not great, I think that'll still be okay with me. Yeah. I I just, I don't feel excited for these things yet because I haven't seen trailers for them. I feel like as soon as I see the trailers, I'll be like, okay, I'm in. Especially for episode nine. I just, I feel like I was more ready for episode eight the nine for some reason i don't know i just feel like it's kind of sad that we're completing the so- skywalker saga like it's kind of like bittersweet like i kind of don't want it to end and you know plus we're getting carrie again like that's that's a lot yeah i mean it's sort of I'm, it's going to be so emotional that i don't know how it's going to be like seeing it yeah. Maybe maybe I should try to come out there for the for opening weekend. Like Cal- California? Yeah. Yeah, it's a date. <laughs> maybe there was a big maybe there. I don't know if I can swing it, but all right. Well, I already have the guest bedroom ready for you and everything. No, I'm kidding. Um, that's crazy. That's going to be, I don't know where I'll be. You know, I, I could, I could be, yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy that like, I just, I don't know where, you know, where everything's going to be in like 2019. Like I can have my adult job. I could be out of my parents' basement. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I don't, I don't live in the basement. <laughs> but, you know, like, oh, that's a lot. But that'd be amazing if you came down. I mean, you can do, like, California stuff. We can we can go to Disney. We can go to Disneyland and land. We can go to Autopia. I'm not going on that goddamn... See, now I'm not coming to California. 
I was so close. Maybe like maybe as soon as you fly here and then you're out at the airport and then I'm like, hey, Emily, we can go to Autopia now because it's like you can't get out of the car like it's in drive. You know, you can't just go back to New York <laughs> just because I mentioned that we could go on a car ride while in a car. <laughs> mm. What don't you want in 2019? I feel like that's a question that <laughs> is not really asked. I mean, <laughs> there's no there's no way around the fact that fandom is going to continue to be toxic and gross. So I will say I I hope to as not get as wrapped up in that part of it. And I think it's important you know, to, to speak out about shitty stuff and, you know, you need to stand up when, when people are being racist and sexist or homophobic and all of that. But I also don't want to get bogged down in the negativity of people who are just really mad that they don't like a movie. I need to not let them affect my enjoyment of things so much. Yeah. I feel like it affects like my mental health, like being on social media so mm -hmm. much. So I think that I want to try, like, even though, you know, it's nice, like talking to everyone from the podcast and, you know, from, you know, the Twitterverse and everything, but social media can be such like a toxic thing. And, you know, like I feel bad for those people that are really like sucked into it, that feel like they have to post something every day, feel like they have to argue about something every day. Like, you know, like I just, I feel so bad for those people and like, I don't ever want to, you know, become so attached to that. So I want to try to know like be outside a little bit more you know like <laughs> i don't know like uh maybe be outside and go on twitter you know instead of just like being inside <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i don't know i just want everyone to get along like i didn't think that the last jedi would be so not polarizing but i feel like a lot of fans reacted how i did not think they were going to react due to a movie, so I don't even know how episode nine will be received. And I don't like thinking about that. Like I wanna be able to to think about a Star Wars movie and just be like, hey, we're like, what do I think about this? You know? Like I love the prequels. Like unfortunately as a kid, like I surrounded uh, people who surrounded me did not like the prequels. So of course I fell into peer pressure and I'm like, yeah, fuck the prequels, fuck Jar Jar. But you know, as I grew up and watched those movies more, I realized, you know, these movies remind me of, you know, growing up as a Star Wars fan and, you know, watching these movies, you know, that was when I first became a fan. So, you know, they hold a special place in my heart. So. Yeah. And that's, that's good mm -hmm. to just be able to be like, well, I don't fucking care what you guys think. Yeah. I know. I want to be more like that in 2019. I mean, just more like, yeah, I like this. I don't care if you, don't. you know, but yeah. And it's not like everything has to be sunshine and rainbows, you know? Like, we should also be able to talk about the things in the movies that we don't like. Like, we talked a lot about Solo. But mm -hmm. you should be able to do it without... Attacking. Without attacking. And also, just without the the, the anger. Because at the end of the day, I didn't like Solo. But I'm not I'm not angry I, that I didn't no. like Solo. Because it's just, it's just a movie that I didn't like. And there's lots and lots of movies that I did like. 
I agree. Like, you know, it's it's okay to not like something. And, you know, like it made me kind of sad that, you know, Solo isn't one of my favorite Star Wars. It's probably like, I think that's honestly, I think it's at the bottom of, you know, if I had a Star Wars list, like I think Solo would be at the bottom. But I, I don't know. I think it could possibly be too that we're getting so spoiled by Star Wars. So like we're expecting, you know, like, you know, I really put Rogue One on a high pedestal and then the For- Force Awakens on a high pedestal. And, you know, because that Solo didn't meet those expectations, like what if we got Solo like 10 years ago? How do you think that would have been received? Well, I don't know. I mean, honestly, for me, I just think it's a movie I didn't particularly like. And I don't think there were any circumstances under which I would have really liked it. I mean, I would have enjoyed myself more if it had come out in December just mm-hmm. because it would have been Star Wars Christmas. But I wouldn't I don't think it would have affected what I thought about the movie that much. Um But it's also just the way now that everything either has to be the best thing ever or the worst thing ever. Mm-hmm. Or like, for me, I feel like there's no in between. Yeah. And also, like you can also have criticisms of a thing that you really did like. Like, I really do like Rogue One. I really do love The Last Jedi. They're, you know, two of my favorite Star Wars movies. But there's still parts of them that I have problems with. And you also need to be able to talk about that without it suddenly being like, oh, you just hate... I'm like, no, I don't hate it. There's just, like, this one thing that I don't particularly like. And that should Mm -hmm. be okay, too. We just need to be able to have discussions about things like fucking adults. That's the weird thing about like social media is that, you know, some people because like they they feel like they're in their own little bubble, like they feel like they can do whatever they want and say whatever they want. And that's why there's so many people like attacking those, you know, who have opinions and express those opinions and then they're getting attacked by. I don't know. It's 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 interesting. You know, that's why I try to associate myself with people I know who are level-headed and whose opinions, you know, if I don't agree with them, I respect, I don't, you know, I don't say anything. Like if, you know, you say that you hate the prequels, I'm not going to be like, fuck you, Emily. The prequels are great. I'm going to be like, okay. Like I want to hear like why you don't like them. And I'm like, oh, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, I I like hearing about what you do like about them. And, you know, it's why I like hearing, um, hearing Corey talk about the Clone Wars (laughs) <laughs> because I like hearing people talk about the things they're really passionate about, especially when I don't agree or don't quite understand it. And so it's really cool to see, oh, this is what you see when you watch this. It's like why I like listening to uh, Sal Perales and his family talk about Rebels, even though I don't like Rebels. I'm never going to like Rebels. But it's it's cool to hear them talk about the connections that they have to it. And it's it's good reminder that anybody consuming media does it in such vastly different ways that not everything has to be for you and it's still really cool that it exists because for other people it's their thing yeah that's the beautiful thing about like star wars you know like sal and his family like that almost makes me feel bad that you know that rebels wasn't my favorite because here you have this like wonderful family who you know, connects with the show so much and they bond over it, you know, and they cosplay and, you know, I just, 
I just think that's like so great, you know, and then especially with like all of us, like Star Wars brought all of us together and created friendships that could have possibly never happened if, you know, this person didn't have a podcast or this person didn't reach out to this person on social media, you know, like it's, it's crazy that something that this guy created in the 70s brought all of us together. Yeah, now, like, 40 years later, that's pretty fucking cool. It is. And you know what? It creates, like, friendships. It creates, like, love. It creates a bunch of, like, wonderful things. It creates, like, theme parks, (laughs) money. (laughs) Theme parks and money, the two most important things in life. (laughs) Jobs. Like, you know, it just, it's... It's it's pretty amazing. <laughs> I'm thinking literally now. I was thinking about all the happy things. And I'm thinking money, theme parks, jobs. <laughs> Hire me for mayor. No, I don't know. Uh, of Star Wars? <laughs> no, I, I'm not qualified. I am the least qualified to do like anything like with Star Like I love Star Wars and everything. But I mean like my knowledge of Star Wars is... You know, like, I don't know what cell number Leia was in, or I don't know, like, what the number of the trash compactor was. You know, I... We know a lot about Star Wars for normal people. We do not know a lot about Star Wars for Star Wars fans. Yeah. And as evidence, listen to 72 previous episodes of our podcast. (laughs) When we question for 30 minutes if there have been socks in Star Wars. <laughs> there have been socks in Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> God bless him. King Tom takes his role seriously. And he sent us some discussion of socks. in I think it was Bloodlines. And then also said, don't we see DJ's feet? In last oh, in last yeah. Jedi, and I looked up. Not only do we see his feet, we see his disgusting, dirty, holy socks. That is very DJ. <laughs> anyway, yeah, socks. So thank you, King Tom, for for giving me a canonical sock reference. Yeah, that's what I went from 2019 to. It was more uh, more King Tom. More King Tom uh, informing us of things and, you know, we get to meet King Tom. I know. That's exciting, isn't it? It is. Like, I'm really excited to meet all, like, every one of these people that we've been talking to, you know, and who we've interacted with through, like, the podcasts and other podcasts and and it's funny that, you know, all these people are like our friends now, you know, like, you know, I started listening to Steele's podcast and like now like we're friends. Like I've met his kid and Harrison's really cute. Little content. Little, little content. And then I still need to meet Jerry. That's, that's, the, when, that's the goal. That's the, that's the Star Wars dream. That's the Star Wars dream. Like not going to Lucasfilm Studios, but meeting Jerry the cat. <laughs> Ben Mendelsohn met that cat. And he pet him too, right? Yeah. Oh, God. Like, I've touched the same cat that Ben Mendelsohn touched. (laughs) (laughs) 
you know, sometimes I look at the things that we say on our podcast and I think it's really quite concerning. No, I don't, I don't think it's that concerning. Like we just, we want, we want things, you know, at least, at least we're not asking for outlandish things, you know, like at least we're keeping it like small and humble you know yeah the goal is not to meet ben mendelson the goal is to meet the cat that ben mendelson met yeah and that's owned by one of my friends you know like <laughs> yeah not just like a random cat not a stranger's cat that ben mendelson met i want to meet jerry the persian yeah uh. <laughs> oh all right um do you want to get to the voicemail song Okay. I gotta I gotta prepare for it. Okay. Voicemail! It's a voicemail song. I make it up as I go along. This time I'm singing it for Matt Turbon. Yeah, yeah, it's a voicemail song. <laughs> and yes, I did mispronounce your last name in order to get it to fit the song. Suck it. <laughs> <laughs> It was really good. I like the rhyming. Um, I like the enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. I like everything about it. <laughs> we got we got a voicemail, obviously, <laughs> from from our buddy Turbo, and the <laughs> the subject line is "Grand Moff Canto Bitch." Incoming voicemail. Please sing the voicemail song. <laughs> well, you got what you asked for. Uh, I can only apologize. <laughs> Now let's see if I can get it to play. It's always, Good luck. Yeah, it's always the problem. So now I'm going to spend a couple of minutes <laughs> waiting for this to load. Hello there, Brito and Lindo. This is a voicemail from your buddy Turbo. <laughs> or is that um, Grand Moff Canto Bitch? We'll figure it out one day. Um, hopefully you've played that awesome voicemail song before this message. And apologies for not sending a voicemail last week. I, I let the team down. Um, so I'm going to share my hopes and dreams for Star Wars in 2019. So I'm pretty bad at predictions. Um, these are just wishful thinking, which came to me via some wishful drinking, uh, as per Carrie Fisher. Now, I'm going to start off with number five. So I've got five things. So number five, I hope I hope that Captain Peavy... Um, who is played by Adrian Edmondson, returns in episode 9, and has an even bigger role in than The Last Jedi. So I just thought his casting by Ryan Johnson was completely brilliant, and I think also Nigel Planer, who plays Neil in The Young Ones, would also make a great First Order officer or captain. So that's my number five. So number four, I hope that Star Wars gets back on track with an, with an announcement of a Christmas release every year. I think um, December 2020 may be wishful thinking for a new Star Wars film, but I'm hoping at the very least an announcement for new films starting, say, December 2021. So on to number three, um, I hope that Carrie Fisher smashes it for six in her final performance as Leia. Now that's a cricketing reference in case you're wondering. Um, I can just imagine Carrie giving that great big middle finger in the sky to all those whiny Last Jedi haters. So I hope she just yeah, kills it in, in episode nine. 
Number two, um, I truly hope I get to Star Wars Celebration in Chicago this year to meet you two Kando Biters and other Star Wars mates. I've wanted to do a celebration for a long, long time, but life and marriage and kids happened. And Australia is basically the outer rim and it's, it's so far away. So anyway, I bought a five-day pass, um, but no flights or accommodation yet because slight problem, um, I've started a new job a few weeks ago, which means I have zero holiday leave. So I'm in the process of figuring out leave without pay with my new boss. So hopefully the old Jedi mind tricks work on him. So number one, um, all my other hopes I'd give away in a heartbeat just to make sure I can see episode nine with my dad again next Christmas. Because when all when all said and done, um, Star Wars is about family. Um, my dad turns 70 next year and has been through over 10 years of battling with cancer and other physical and mental health issues. I've seen The Force Awakens, Rogue One, The Last Jedi and Solo with my dad, my brother and my family over the past few years and I hope this tradition continues. So that's it for me. Love to hear your wishes for next year. Um, thank you both for a great podcast and may the force be with you and you. Well, now my wish is that you get to see it with your dad. I know, me too. I mean, screw everything I wanted in 2019. Like, I want you to be able to see episode nine with your dad. Yeah. So, shout out to Turbo's dad. Because... Mr. Turbo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that would be... That's very... Yeah, I mean... Like, Star Wars is not a thing, like, with me and my dad, but we did, like, Lord of the Rings together... And that was super important to me because he had read those books to me when I was a little kid. And so that connection, that's a big deal. Yeah, I always saw the Star Wars movies with my family, even though that my parents aren't really the biggest Star Wars fans. Like my dad's a really big like movie fan. Like we always go to movies and my favorite thing about going to the movies with my dad is the car ride home hearing his review because <laughs> he, he like for like 30 minutes after we saw Mary Poppins the other day he was talking about it, you know the discussion of if that movie was a sequel or if it was a remake <laughs> and we kept having to explain it to him and it was funny but you know that's the thing I missed out with Solo this year that made me kind of sad was that you know even though I had fun like seeing it with you know, all my friends, like I missed my parents because, you know, like they were the ones who really got me into Star Wars and who I would go with to see the movies. And, you know, like we saw The Force Awakens with my sister who had just gotten jaw surgery like a couple days before, you know, like that's how important these movies are to us and how important these movies, like my parents know how, you know, Rusty and I love Star Wars and, you know, they love seeing us happy and just makes us happy. Yeah. And I hope uh, Turbo Buddy, I hope you can make it out for celebration. Um yeah. in terms yeah. of in terms of accommodation, there's gotta be somebody who can stick you in a room somewhere. We know so many people going. Yeah. Like if you can work out, you know, flights and taking time off work, we can find you a place to stay. Definitely. Yeah, let us know. Hit us up. 
that's hard with work though you see that's the kind of like my dilemma right now that's the kind of thing that's kind of like the the stress that's kind of taking over a little bit is that you know because my work's really weird with pay time off so and if I get a new job too like how do I explain that to my employer oh yeah by the way I have to be gone for a week in April you know like you just you don't do that you so. all, I, I feel like that's something you got to say like right out front yeah I know, but it's it's so funny because like I tell that to my parents, but they're like, "You're not gonna get the like that's so stupid." And it's like, but I don't know. I'll figure it out hopefully. But I hope that turbo you make it down. I mean, you bought your ticket too, you know. So you know, maybe you could talk someone, talk to someone, or maybe you could like get sick for a week. Like, you know, I don't know what kind of flus they have in Australia, but you know, maybe get a doctor's note or something, or you know, maybe you know you're say that you're really I don't, I don't know I don't know the like the sick leave in Australia or I don't know if they do have they probably do I don't know but hopefully you can make it maybe you can talk to your new work friends and ask you know create some bonds and be like oh yeah you know I'll scratch your back if you scratch mine and you'll make it to beautiful Chicago where we can eat deep dish pizza and, and talk go about, to the aquarium and talk about Mendo movies from the like 80s and shit yeah Oh my god! I just came to be in like a bar with all these people, just like sitting down with like, and just talking about just random shit, you know? Like it doesn't even have to be Star. Like that's the cool thing about like meeting all these people is that like, you know, I we don't really talk about Star Wars that much. We just talk about like random things. Well, last night I was with Rebecca and some other people. We were just talking about the strategy for a celebration. Like this is what we're gonna do, and we're gonna go tour Chicago we're gonna go be tourists in Chicago and do Chicago things and and moving partners you gotta have moving partners but this is a lovely voicemail yeah thank you um we also got some emails the first one up is from Andy and that is my biggest hope is that the Knights of Ren play a big role in nine Hux is nutless, and Kylo has been delegated to Rage Monster. There isn't a lot to fear in the New Order, so enter the Knights. Hmm. I don't know why, but just, like, I feel like I've forgotten about the whole, like, Knights of Ren thing, because I feel like they've been explained once, and I feel like that's something that we're never, you know, like, you know how we one mentioned the Clone Wars in the new hope and like we didn't really know the clone wars was for like 40 years (laughs) like i feel like that's gonna be like the knights of ren because i just i'm not confident that you know we didn't hear anything about the knights of ren in episode eight yeah because it you know we as fans sort of latch on to stuff and that might be a thing that we just latched on to that was just meant as a as a throwaway reference i i do think he has a point though that i i don't think Kylo is particularly scary, or at least not scary in a way that he should be, because it's such, like, white boy rage that it's not it's not menacing. And I'm actually hoping that we see Hux be more menacing, because I think Hux has menacing in him. And, you know, when he's making that big Hitler speech in Force Awakens, like, he can be a scary dude. Mm-hmm. So if he is at least partially successfully planning some sort of coup against Kylo. Um, like, I think he's definitely going to get killed in this last movie. But if 
if we see him scheming and plotting and doing his own stuff behind Kylo's back, Hux can still be scary. But he needs to make some moves that don't not get like thrown against a wall comically. Yeah, I feel like that's why I don't really see Hux as scary is because, you know, Kylo's like throwing him all over the wall and stuff, you know. I just, I I haven't found any of these like villains to be like, I don't sit at night and be like, I'm scared that, uh, what's this, or Kylo Ren's going to come in our room and kill me with his lightsaber, you know, like, I just don't, I feel like as like a kid, you know, I would see Darth Vader and be like, I don't want to fuck with that guy, you know, but yeah. with like Kylo, like, well, I also don't know how scary Kylo is to little kids because I'm not six anymore. So my reaction to him is going to be different than it was to Vader. Yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. I would like to know what kids think of Kylo Ren. And I just I would want to know what kids think about the new Star Wars, you know? Like cuz I feel like these movies are more not violent, but I mean like they're PG-13. So I think that some hel- or not I was to say helicopter parents. I apologize for that term, but I feel like some parents like kind of shield their younger younger children away from these movies because of the rating you know yeah and that's you know the situation situation is quite smart like some little kids are able to handle that stuff and some little kids aren't you got to know your own kids exactly but i feel like i mean maybe part of the reason is we didn't know anything about vader Mm -hmm. so vader was much more of this shadowy menacing figure Whereas Kylo, I'm just like, oh, you've just, like, yeah, yeah, again, like, murdered, you know, thousands, millions of people. Like, I think you're evil, but I don't think he's menacing in a way that that really pops on the screen. I think that the interesting thing about, like, Kylo Ren, like, now after episode seven is that you don't know what he's going to do next. Like, he's just so, like, his temper is just out of control and just, you know, the angry white boy, you know? That's yeah. just, I can't explain it any. I mean, maybe that's, like, I, I find that less frightening. I mean, I think one of the reasons that Vader worked for me is he's so calm mm-hmm. in a lot of his evil. Well, he's just going to, like, casually strangle people and then make a joke about it. Yeah. Like, that's more my type of villain. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But, yeah, thank you for the email. Um, I will read King Tom's. Let me get my phone so that I don't butcher this, even though I probably will. All right. All right. This one's from King Tom and it says email exclamation point. Hello. Oh, it says, hey, Brito and Lindo. Sorry that I'm not giving you a reason to play the voicemail song by sending an email this week, but it's playing in my, in my head as I compose this. Okay. Okay. I got to stop you right here. People keep saying play the voicemail song. No, no, no. It's a live performance. Oh, okay. So, like, I get, like, you know, like, if you're you're at a concert and the band says, what song do you want me to play? And they play a song. So, I mean, I think that's, like, what they're, you know. Maybe. Like, they, 
Yeah, maybe. Maybe. All right. We're getting a lot of Star Wars news this year, and that's good. And not just content, but the experiences too, like celebration. I would really like to be able to take each thing individually and focus on it and enjoy it rather than looking forward to what's next, which is something I tend to do. As for what I'm predicting, well, this is more wishful thinking, but I would like all the anti-Last Jedi jackasses to go find something else to whine about. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. There are some good Star Wars fans who felt like The Last Jedi wasn't the movie for them, and I respect that. But those who seek and take down the rest of the saga and the creatives behind behind it simply because they didn't find the movie to need... Okay. But those who seek take down the rest of the saga and creatives behind it simply because they didn't like a movie need to do something else to do. Hopefully the content we get next year will shut, will get them to shut up. One thing we'll definitely have at the end of the year is a resolution to the whole Raylo thing. I'm not a Raylo. If Kylo was redeemed, I'll be fine with that as long as it's done well, but that's not necessarily what I see happening. For the most part, I have no problem with the Raylos, but the constant back and forth debates are getting a little old, and this is coming from someone who is engaged in a few. And the final thing I'd like for next year is more Death Watch. Death Watch. Um, I mean, a wonderful conversation for my favorite podcast, like the Kid of My <laughs> Dispatch. Thank you for everything you ladies do. Your pal, King Tom. Oh, thank you, King thank Tom. You. All right, so I'm going to go like kind of paragraph by paragraph talking or. Er, what he wishes so like the first thing he talks about is for the anti last jedi jackasses they find something else to worry about i feel like they all like are group like i these are not star wars fans that are going after the last jedi like i don't think that at all i feel like there there's gonna be another movie that's gonna come out maybe like the next avatar movie maybe that's gonna disappoint everyone maybe that's where they'll all go they'll call a uh, james or whatever in the name of the dude james uh whatever. cameron james cameron uh ruin Cameron or James can't do it or something you know I don't know I think that is overly optimistic yeah I don't know these people have made a brand out of hating the last Jedi it's what they've built their entire personalities around so they're just going to continue to be assholes because that is now how they have defined their lives. Like, imagine if you went on a date with someone that was just bragging about how they started, like, a social media page hating something. Like, I would I would do that thing where, like, I'm like, oh, I have to go to the bathroom and then just fucking leave, you know? Like, how do you find pride in bashing someone's hard work? Like, even though if you didn't like it, I mean, like, I'm not the biggest fan of Solo. I'm not going to john kasdan and being like fuck you and your movie you know Although, honestly fuck john kasdan <laughs> <laughs> but i'm not gonna go tell him that because he's a person and i don't need to yell at him on twitter about shit because <laughs> he's a perv i'm like well you're not wrong well no that too but <laughs> but i'm not gonna like harass the guy i'll just ignore yeah. him yeah all right um I want to talk about the Raylo thing because I feel like I've been seeing a lot more like Raylo conversations on Twitter. I mean, like whatever you like, but respect though, even if someone has like a different opinion than you, like if someone's like really triggered, if you're really triggered by like Raylo stuff, like, I don't know, like mute the person, like don't attack them because 
what you believe is wrong. Like I, I get it. Like all opinions, like, you know, it's okay. Like we're allowed to have opinions, like we're humans, but I feel like we tear people down whether we like something or we don't. And I feel like it should just be like, I like this. And if you don't like it, then, you know, I don't know, but I just feel like lately we've been getting like a lot of more of like Raylo stuff. Like, you know, in the beginning I kind of was like a Raylo, you know, honestly, cause it's like, they're two attractive people and you know, mm-hmm. weird sexual tension. Like I, I like that, but then it's like you go into it deeper and it's like, that's what I'm, I'm choosing to go into it deeper. Like, I feel like sometimes like, wait, no, I don't want to speak for Raylos, but I don't know. Like you like whatever you like, that's cool. I like whatever I like, that's cool. And I feel like we should just end it at that instead of trying to, you know, force them to be like, this is wrong. Like, well, no, I just, it's what they believe. Like, I think there's been some gross stuff on both sides, which is one is, okay. At the end of the day, it's a fictional pairing. Mm-hmm. And supporting a fictional pairing doesn't mean that you would support the same shit in real life. I mean, people say their favorite character is Darth Vader, and we don't have any problem with that. Yeah. So, uh, like, the idea that if you like this pairing, you support abusive relationships, that's bullshit. Um, shipping is its own thing. Fiction is its own thing. Like, that's it's it's very separate. On the other hand, there there are some Raylos, and it's not all of them, and it's it's you know it's probably a small minority of them who need to realize that for some people it's not just a pairing they don't like it's that they really do see their own like history of abusive relationships in this pairing and so you can't tell them that they're seeing it wrong or oh they're just not looking at the material as deeply as you are no, they're, they're, I hate the word triggered, but yeah, they're triggered by it because they're seeing signs of abuse and they don't like that because they love Ray and they have this, their own personal history. And so people shouldn't be jackasses to you for supporting a fairing. And I understand that when you get that, you get really defensive, but you also have to realize that people's dislike at this pairing comes from some real personal shit and you need to be sensitive of that yeah yeah i mean can i also say in 2019 can we stop getting like subtweeting about people <laughs> like i just feel like twitter is just star wars twitter has just become like this subtweet after like subtweet you know i just but I mean, I I would agree to that, but I subtweet all the time and I kind of actually love it. But (laughs) I can't do that because like I just I don't know, like I feel like I'm so like straightforward that I like I don't know, like I hate feeling like I'm doing something for attention or just like I don't know, like I just that's my like weird, weird thing. Well, I don't know. I mean, there's some stuff that it's just sort of it's a way to to put it out without directly confronting anybody and and because sometimes it's not a specific person it's a whole thing like um i was tweeting with our friend colleen the other day about the um continued uh very male heavy podcast that we have and that even like when it's podcasts that we really like and people that we really like to do them we wish there was more diversity within them yeah and 
you yeah you say that in very general terms because you don't want to be like hey this particular person you really fucked up yeah but i mean like yeah but then again like that's your opinion you know it's not it's not much of you subtweeting just saying hey i'm noticing this and i would like to find another outlet of you know another podcast that has more diversity and everything else too you know i don't feel like that's as much as like a subtweet as like someone being like oh this person doesn't like this or it's like i don't know but uh back to raylo (laughs) no kidding um oh and i forgot to mention oh yeah when king tom was talking about he would individually like to focus on something rather than looking forward to what's next i agree with that i feel like that's something i feel like a lot of us are doing with just like the media, you know, with the Star Wars stuff, you know, like, oh, we're excited for something that's coming in like two years from now. Like, I, I'm excited for like now. Like, I'm excited for what's coming the soonest, you know. Like, I'm excited. Like, I'm going to Disney World in like two weeks and I'm fucking excited because I need a vacation because sitting at home thinking about what the fuck I'm doing with my life is not very fun. So, you know, vacation and then celebration and then you know, all these other things. I don't want to be like, I'm excited for a movie that's coming in 365 days. Like, I want to be excited for some, like, one, like, okay, like, this is tomorrow. I'm excited for it, you know, but. Yeah, but I think I'm, like, going back to, like, I agree with that. And it's something I need to be better about and it's probably be healthier for me to do. At the same time, I also agree with what Turbo said about wanting to know what the next movie is going to be. Yeah. I really want to know what the next movie is going to be. I mean, we're probably going to get an episode title in the next, like, week or two because I feel like that's that's usually released, like, in early January because I know that's when The Last Jedi was – the name of The Last Jedi was released, you know? Which just reminded me one of my very favorite things off The Last Jedi um, Blu-ray is when Ryan goes to show Mark the title and Mark's just like, that's me because <laughs> he's just sitting up against this wall and he's all by like ah i'm getting terry i just talking about it i don't know why that struck me so emotionally but it did that's me i love it oh well thank you king tom for the email okay oh, mandalorian oh. oh wait just good news up right now no this is oh. i'm looking at the email are we going to hear the words Death Watch? Oh, like I mentioned so. at some point, like even if it's just a reference to like their history. We have to. We have to. If we don't, I will send a letter to John Favreau <laughs> asking about death watch i'm because he i mean the fucker was a part of death watch why would you not include death watch and you know like that's the thing is that this he was death watch you know now i regret you know when i saw him at d23 i didn't just yell death watch like even though like that was way before probably something you shouldn't podcast. shut out and at a con at a con anyway death watch. Like, you know, generally yelling in a crowded hall, the word death is a bad idea, but. (laughs) Uh, Well, there's always next time I see Jon Favreau, probably in with either at Celebration or the next uh, D23 panel I go to, because he'll probably do some more live action Disney stuff and. 
That's the interesting thing about Disney is I don't really know what's next, you know, after I think they're doing like a jungle. Did you hear that they're doing a jungle book movie and I guess one of the characters comes out? I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, so they're doing, oh, sorry, they're doing a Jungle Cruise movie. Jungle Cruise, that makes more sense because there's already been like eight Jungle Book movies. And it's starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Emily Blunt and someone else. And I guess like because they showed a like an early screening of it. And I guess, one, sorry, spoilers for if you were a Jungle Cruise stan, but I guess one of the characters like comes out. But the interesting thing is that the words that they're gay doesn't come out. It come just, you know, it just that it's they're saying that, you know, they're gay, but without like actually saying it. But I don't know. Random. But anyways, back to death watch but i don't know i think death watch will have to be mentioned because it's the past of the mandalorian stuff but you know maybe maybe not are we gonna have to have billboards of bring back death watch yeah i think so we need some good art with that we need someone to make good death watch poster art because i have no artistic skills no i want a death watch poster i want a death watch song I want a Death Watch watch. Mm, yeah, Death Watch watch. That would be really good. I would. I, that'd be cool to put uh, that on my eye watch. You know, just like the Death Watch like logo, because then I have a Death Watch. Huh. Um. Do you want to get to the next email? Yes, we got an email from Rabia, who we quite like and who writes in a lot. <laughs> and yeah. it was actually the one who's like, hey, you guys should do a 2019 prediction show, which I think we had kind of been sleeping on. I like to think we would have thought of it ourselves, but I'm glad she prodded <laughs> us. We're great podcasters <laughs> with great ideas. <laughs> Hello, Canto Biters. I hope you guys are doing well. Here are some of my predictions for 2019. One, we won't see a trailer until celebration. That yeah. seems very possible. I mean, I'm 99% sure that we're getting a trailer at Celebration. Oh, yeah. We're definitely going to get a trailer at Celebration. It's just a question of whether it's the first one. And I think it will be. Mm-hmm. All right. Two. Porks won't be in Episode 9 as much as they were in Episode 8 because people think they were just there to sell toys. <sighs> yeah. We're definitely not going to see them as much. There was a Porks nest in the Falcon, though. Yeah. I hope we still see them. You have to see Gerald. Yeah, I want to see Gerald. I want Gerald and Chewie to be hanging out. Yes. Yes. Uh, next point. Episode 9 will be entertaining, but safe movie because God knows Star Wars fans can't handle great change. I don't know. I feel like... Uh, do you think that The Force Awakens was a safe movie? Yes. Hmm. In a lot of ways. Um... Other ways, no, but, like, there are ways that... the things that should have been safe, but aren't, like, having Ray and having Finn as your two leads. But we live in a hellscape where that isn't a safe thing to do. But in terms of storytelling, I think it's a very safe movie. Hmm. Hmm. Um... When episode nine comes out, people will bash it because it's not like episode eight. <laughs> That'd be funny. 
You guys will continue to make a great podcast, and Brittany's poor collection will continue to grow, as will Emily's set of Mendo figures. Keep on podcasting, Rabia. I hope my po- or my poor collection increases, but I don't know if there are any more porgs. I think there are. I still need to get like uh, two or three of them. And then I have well, to there's them. the. You need the pork ornament. Oh, yeah, the pork ornament. Yeah, that's true. Because our buddy Eric Strathers has one that he posted on Facebook. Yes. I mean, hopefully the Hot Toys Krennic comes out in 2019. But there's not even pictures of it yet, so I am doubtful. However, there's going to be Captain Marvel figures. Oh, God. (laughs) More Mendo. Hopefully there's one of him in human disguise as well as the scroll one because of course there's going to be a scroll one but i hope there's one of him in like business suity shield agent mendo hmm. that's a lot of mendo yes I hope we get more porgs. Like, I hope there's, like, more variations of porgs. Like, that'd be really interesting. You know, like, maybe there are porgs that live on different planets that are, like, different. You know, because it's, like, there's different kinds of cats. Like, maybe there's different kinds of porgs. You know, there's probably, like, a brown and black variation of a porg. There can be, like, a purple porg. You never know. Hmm. I think we're probably just going to see the one on the falcon. And it's just going to be like in, like, just a little, like, throwaway scene. Or in the background somewhere, there'll be some porgs. That's what I want. Yeah, me too. I, I need the presence of the porgs. I know it was funny. Um, one of my friends uh, who, like, majored in, like, art animation and uh, college, or, um, she, I mean, she didn't really like The Last Jedi. But she's like, all you heard was all those porg noises in the background. And I'm like, what are you talking about? That was the best part of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ooh, we could see Chewbacca going to feed the porgs because the porgs on the Falcon do not have anything to, they're not, you know, they're not going to be able to catch their own food on the Falcon. Oh, Papa Chewbacca. I like that. That I would like. And then just hanging out with Gerald. I want everyone to individually hang out with Gerald. You know, maybe Gerald's going to be the one that turns Kylo Ren back from bad. <laughs> yeah, it can be exactly like the scene when Chewbacca was eating the porgs. And then stopped because of the sad porg eyes. That's going to stop Ben from doing anything bad. Just these yeah. sad porg. Yeah. I mean, if a porg looked at me like that, I would probably stop what I was doing. I remember being so mad when I first saw that scene about and Chewie cooking up that porg. Because, like, for the longest time, like, before Carlos and I started dating, like, we would go back and forth about Chewbacca eating the porgs. And I'm like, nah, dude. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, boy, but he's not eating porgs. And what do I fucking see on my movie theater screen? Fucking Chewbacca trying to eat a porg. He did try to eat that. Well, he did eat a porg. Okay. He didn't eat it. He, you don't know 100% if he ate it or not. 
He put oh, it he was, down. Uh, no, no. He had eaten a pork. That was his second pork. And whether he ate it or not, he still killed it. Yeah, but still, that just makes me sad. But then the pork looked at him sad and his heart grew three sizes that Danny didn't need any more porks. That's true. Mm. But I love Chewbacca. Me too. I hope he's doing well. I can't wait to see more Chewbacca. I hope we get a Chewbacca Kylo confrontation. Oh my god. That would be great. Because he's fucking Uncle Chewbacca. And then he killed Chewbacca's best friend. You know, maybe it's going to be Chewbacca that kills Kylo Ren. Oh, God, I'd love that. No, okay, I hate I hate throwing this, like, possibility out. But, like, what if something happens to Chewbacca in episode Don't 9? You say, Don't you say that. They're not, like, no, nothing bad, no. Like, what if, you know, something happens, like, with, like, Ben and, you know, something like the, the expanded universe when he, like, blows up on that planet or some of that planet is exploding and... I believe a moon fell on him. Like, I don't know. But that's that's also like a really sad possibility that might happen. I, I don't think that'll happen just because I think they want Chewbacca to be able to appear in future movies. I guess that's true. Because he can continue to be your link because Wookiees are long-lived. And because I cannot deal with it if they kill Chewbacca. I I think that would be the most upsetting Star Wars death for me. That would be pretty rough. Like, he's not my favorite character, but he's Chewbacca, and everybody loves Chewbacca. It would be devastating. Yeah. I agree. But on that note, thank you, Rabia, for the email. <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you to everybody else who wrote in as well. But yeah, that was our 2019 predictions show. Yeah. And our hopes. Hopes Mostly and hopes. dreams. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Brittany. What, yes. Anything else? Um, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Are you doing anything on New Year's? No. I'm going to eat fondue and I'm going to get drunk. Ooh, fondue. I think I'm going to try to get Rusty drunk. (laughs) A noble goal. Yeah, Rusty's 20 years old and he's never had like a sip of alcohol before. Well, he's had like a Bud Light or two, but that's it. That doesn't count. And his 21st birthday is a week after celebration, so we're trying to, uh, you know, uh, have his liver uh, tempered a little bit. (laughs) But, yeah. Uh, My 12-year-old brother is turning 21 in 2019. Wow. I know. I'm getting old. I remember when he was born. I was like, you can, you can just stay at the hospital. It's fine. 
such a loving big sister i was i remember my aunt's like your parents are uh gonna bring your brother home soon i'm like uh can we return him (laughs) 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 um (gasps) i can i get a refund (laughs) even though i didn't do any work uh can i just just get a refund Uh, but I hope you enjoy your fondue. What kind of fondue is it like cheese fondue? No, chocolate fondue. Che- oh, cheese. 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 Oh, I love that. It's it just is- a little tub of microwavable fondue that they have at Trader Joe's. It's pretty good. They have this like fondue place uh, in San Diego, like near one of the beaches, and it's a uh, I forget what it's called, but it just you get different cheeses and you get like meats and shit, and then like for dessert you get the chocolate fondue. Oh, so good. Very good. Very good. But yeah, where can we find you and the podcast on social media? You can find me at EFLynn on Twitter and Instagram. You can find the podcast at CantoBitePod. You can write into the podcast, CantoBitePod at gmail.com. Send us lots of emails. Um, Brittany's going to be gone in a couple weeks. So I'm going to be doing a show alone. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be an experience. So you can send us stuff for that. So I have something to talk about besides my dissertation on Director Krennic being like Thomas Cromwell. Um, I would suggest you send in emails because otherwise it's going to be a long episode or a very short one. Um, just if you send in stuff for the solo show, just put in the subject line that it's for the solo show. Yes. And Brittany, where are you going to be? on be, social media i'm gonna be on social media as uh canto brit on twitter and Brittany the ginger on instagram cool yep all right uh we will talk to you guys next time bye bye Ghetto bitch number one doing it fulcrum style. Uh, check it out. Listen up, y'all, cause this is it. Fuck all the rest, be a ghetto bitch. Brittany the Ginge and Emily Lynn. Bet on these two to show place and win. These are the girls you've been looking for. Unique takes on Star Wars and more. Listen every week for laughs and fun. Take it from me, ghetto bitch number one.